startups begin in communities across the country. Why does Silicon Valley get so much credit? My name is Nick Castor. And I'm Caitlin Clays. We're interviewing the people building startup communities across America. But in the areas no one is talking about, the middle. This is the Ecosystem Builder Podcast by Mug.News. This is the Ecosystem Builder Podcast. Ecosystem building is the subset of economic development that focuses on fostering entrepreneurial activity within a community. Today's guest is Amanda Luan from Detroit, Michigan. Amanda, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Hi, Caitlin. Thanks for having me. Of course. So my first question for you is, how did you first become involved in your startup community? Yeah, that's a great question. I actually didn't know I wanted to be involved in startups. I had no idea what a startup was. Um, come from a very like blue collar Midwest kind of family background. Uh, my first job was at a startup and kind of just stumbled into the space. I realized that Detroit had a lot going for it um, at the time when I graduated college. So I stayed and got involved, but um, it was sort of by accident. Like I didn't really know people started up companies when I got into the, in the into the whole world, you know, it was very interesting. <laughs> nice. That was honestly a little bit of my experience as well. Uh, I really didn't know too much about entrepreneurs, the word even. And then uh, I really became involved after I graduated college, truly. And so I just have noticed that it's a very welcoming and warm community. Uh, and it's not as intimidating as one would think starting your own business, especially if you have a very nice community with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Were you born and raised in Detroit? Yeah, I'm from Metro Detroit. I went to Michigan State for college. I came back to get my master's degree at Wayne State, which is in the city. Um, And that's when I really just kind of realized and worked at that startup ad agency um, and got involved and and saw there was a lot of things happening. Um, New companies were launching. There were tech meetups. Um, And so I kind of got involved first by going to these events and just learning and like meeting other people and getting exposed to the community. Um, And then I stayed in Detroit because I realized that there was, it felt like a sense of community here and it felt like um, new things were happening um, and that I could be a part of it. And being in a smaller market, I think you get to make a bigger impact sometimes too. So then as an ecosystem builder, how do you support your community in Detroit? Yeah, so a couple years into being involved in the ecosystem, we started Bamboo. Bamboo is a co-working space. we're really founder focused. So a lot of people building companies, startups, small businesses. And what we really provide them is a place for peer support and community, lots of events. Anytime there's grants or opportunities, we share them out in our network. Um, but we sort of operate like a hub for all those resources for our members. Um, so primarily we do it through that. You might bump into your co-founder here. You might get connected to investor organically. Um, but you get to be a part of the community and grow your company with us. So then if someone's not a part of the area, isn't a part of this co-working space yet, what is one thing that they wouldn't know about your, uh, I'm sorry, your ecosystem uh, about Detroit? What is something someone wouldn't know about it? Yeah, I think a lot of people think about Detroit, they think about the auto industry, right? That's pretty much, you know, we put the world on wheels and historically Ford and GM and all the big auto companies and tier one suppliers are here. We actually have a pretty diverse ecosystem now. So I would say we have a little bit of e-commerce. We have a little bit of marketplace. We have a little bit of B2B SaaS. We have a little bit of makers um, and small businesses. 
So it is really kind of more of a, di a diverse place if you've not been here. Um, and it's really interesting because you've got this mix of like grassroots activists and artists and startups are kind of all in the same um, ecosystem too, which is great. See, it's also really cool to get to learn about all of the different things that are available, especially all the different types of startups. Um, here at Mug.News, again, we kind of talked a little bit about how uh, there's a lot of attention on Silicon Valley and a lot of the assumption is that there's only ag startups that are in the Midwest because, uh, you know, that's just a little bit of a stereotype, but to recognize that there's way more that goes into it is always very very refreshing to see. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, we also have a growing cybersecurity community. So we had one of our big, we've had a couple unicorns now in the Metro Detroit area. Um, Duo Security being one of the first ones, they sold to Cisco for two and a half billion. And now we've got like this whole wave of cybersecurity startups. So yeah, it's definitely very diverse and not just agriculture focused. And cybersecurity is more important than ever. So it's really cool to get to hear about those unicorns. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you support diversity within your ecosystem? Yeah, that's a great question. Detroit is a very diverse um, community and so is Bamboo. We started with a diverse team, which I think helped create that authentic leadership and that sense of space that was welcoming and, accept and accepting to all. Um, we partner and are located in a Black-owned building um, and invest in support in minority-owned building, uh, minority-owned businesses and women-owned businesses. And so our approach to diversity and inclusion is kind of like baked into the beginning of who we are, how we operate, and how we invest in our local community. And because of that, we've been able to create a pretty diverse um, community within Bamboo, um, which is really fun. You see a lot of women founders, you see a lot of minority founders, you see all kinds of founders. Um, and I think that diversity leads to more innovation. So then with a lot of innovation, there's of course always needing for funding. And so my other question then is, are there any local grants or interest-free loans that people can try and check out when they're first beginning to start their business? Yeah, I, it depends on the kind of business you have. If you're a mobility company, our Michigan, the state of Michigan has a lot of grants for you to come here and pilot. Um, and you can just Google the MADC Planet M mobility programs or mobility grants, and I'm sure you'll find them. Um, inside the city of Detroit, we have Motor City Match, which help, that will help you if you're opening a physical space. So if you're a small business, brick and mortar. Um, and then there are other like low interest grants and loan programs um, too, as well, that you can tap into. So then looking for your advice, uh, if someone were to move to your community tomorrow per se and wanted to start a business, what is the first step that you recommend they take? I think it depends on the kind of business you're starting, right? If you're starting a tech company, you know, you can probably be hybrid or virtual now. Um, and maybe you just want to meet the local community and ecosystem. So I would say go to small, go to places like Bamboo and Tech Town, like your local incubators and co-working spaces. That's where you're going to find usually other people like you building a company. Um, but I think Detroit's a really welcoming place. Once you kind of get here or get connected to a few people, you can get connected to everybody. Um, it is this interesting big city vibe, but with a small town soul and so you get to know um, a lot of the folks pretty quickly also it's very very collaborative it's not very competitive i think that helps a ton especially if you're a founder you can lean on other people for support and people generally want to help you um, they they really do want to see you succeed so then um with that community feel the other way that people can organically interact with each other a lot of times is coffee shops um do you have any coffee shops that you recommend entrepreneurs can take a look at to see where others are as well 
Yeah, there's a ton of coffee shops in the city. One of the closest ones to us in downtown would be Canal. Um, and that's just like a great little bakery, coffee shop. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot all around. So then I can also see like, you know, I, I really miss co-working spaces. I myself am not currently in one. So it's always nice to have that social interaction. Um, and I know you can find a lot of events through co-working spaces. So my other question is, is how, is, how are multiple ways that people are able to find events in your area? Yeah, a lot of times I would go to meetup.com. Um, you'll see what's going on in the whole region. Most people are still virtual or doing hybrid or just small events right now, given the state of what's happening with the pandemic, um, including Bamboo. So we have a lot of virtual events that you're all welcome to attend. They're all on our website, bamboodetroit.com slash events. Um, but yeah, I think I always point people to meetup.com or to, you know, those incubator and co-working spaces websites, oftentimes you'll get connected those ways to the local ecosystem and the events that you can go to. So in current events right now, are you having in-person events in addition to virtual or is it mainly virtual right now? We are doing in-person, but very small. So no more than like 20 people right now, just to limit risk. Most of our folks are vaccinated and back to the office. But, um, you know, I think with the changing nature of the variants we've just all kind of playing it a little cautious i think that's the right way to go you know it doesn't we don't want to have another lockdown in my uh, humble opinion <laughs> yeah and we miss i mean we very much miss events in person we used to have pre-covid we would have three or four events a week and you'd walk in and see 30 to 50 people networking and doing meetups and doing happy hours um and yeah i definitely miss that energy in person but you know we just got to play it a little safe and you can still take advantage of all the virtual things, right? So now we can get speakers in from around the world to speak virtually. That previously, we probably couldn't afford to have flown to Detroit or accessed um, those ways, right? So, and it probably gives your listeners easier ways to connect to these ecosystems because they can just show up to some virtual events um, and get connected. It was wild. So a couple episodes ago, I actually met my co-host for the first time in person. Uh, so him and I had begun working together and doing this podcast for about a year now. And so we had never been on this in the same room yet until this summer. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's insane. Uh, and I would say so COVID has been, of course, detrimental, but uh, it's also opened the door for a lot of technology and for different ways, like you said, to interact with people via virtually and getting those speakers that you normally wouldn't have gotten the chance to have. Yeah. And we're seeing a lot of people are starting to come back, especially to co-working spaces. Um, people are getting a little burnt out at home or they just need to change the scenery once or twice a week. So co-working works really well in this new like flexible hybrid economy. But it is interesting. You still need that in-person relationship once in a while. So some teams we have, you know, they got rid of their whole HQ. They went totally virtual. Um, and then they're coming in and renting space from us like once a month because they just need to still see each other in person and have off-sites. Um, you really you really do need to find a balance, I think. So when I ask, uh, what are some most notable or successful startups that what are some first that come to mind from your area? Yeah, I think I mentioned Duo Security. They're probably one of the most successful cybersecurity startups. We have Rivian, which is a mobility company based in Metro Detroit, um, and they're doing uh, EV trucks and all kinds of cool things. Um, we have StockX, they're a marketplace, and they're growing super fast, another unicorn company. Um, and then a bunch of other like Series A and Series B startups growing. Um, Bloomscape, which is a way to like shop for plants online and get them shipped to your house. Uh, Work at Health, which is a really 
great one that's helping to um, combat the opioid and mental health industry. So uh, like I said, very diverse, all kinds of companies. Um, I think we're still primarily an earlier stage ecosystem, even though we've seen some of these successful exits now and that talent is trickling down and investing and starting their own next round of companies. Um, it's still a little bit earlier stage. Uh, and I think that that if you're a first time founder, it's really affordable here. You can kind of get get started a little quicker than you might in a New York City or a Valley. Um, but I think with all things, there's challenges too. We have a smaller venture capital community. So you'll have to raise from here and elsewhere, but uh, lots and lots and lots of good talent. We're one of the regions like Metro Detroit is one of the top regions for engineering talent in the world. Um, we've always pumped out top engineers and a lot of them are like retooling now to be software engineers. So you can build physical products here and software. And so I think that's going to be like an interesting space we'll see grow over the next few years too. Uh, something that's wild is Duo was actually what my college university used for all of our login stuff. So yeah. I, I had no, I was like, I, the light went off in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, we use Duo. So <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so cool to get to learn where everything is from and situated. Um, so what about entrepreneurs? Are there any notable and slash successful entrepreneurs that first come to head from your area? Yeah, all the founders of those companies, I think people know really well. Mm -hmm. um, another one would be Dan Gilbert is a really successful businessman in Detroit. So everyone in our area knows him. He's the founder of Quicken Loans, which just IPO'd recently um, and is more of like an online lending um, platform for mortgages. But he started decades ago and at that time said, I'm gonna put mortgage lending on the internet. And everyone thought, you know, he was crazy. You go to the bank to get a mortgage and then he became like the first to do it. Um, so they're really influential in our Detroit area for sure. Um, kind of more in that FinTech space, but um, that's one that I think a lot of people think about. So then uh, looking for more external resources, are there any news outlets, podcasts, blogs that you recommend people check out to learn more about Detroit or entrepreneurship? Yeah, I would definitely check out um, some hyper-local blogs that might be good it would be Model D or Detour Detroit. Um, those will give you a pulse of what's happening like really locally in the city of Detroit. Um, Cranes Detroit is probably the one that covers tech and startups the most. Um, so when someone closes around or announces something, You'll find it there in Cranes often. Um, those are probably the top three that come to mind that I would say to check out. Awesome. Well, before we close out, I wanted to ask my final question is, do you have any final thoughts, anything that, any advice that you have for the listeners? I don't think so. I think as a startup and founder, you know, myself, I think it's a long journey. There's lots of ups and downs. Um, but if you hold on to your why and you stay really focused and surround yourself with support, it definitely makes it easier. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for coming onto the show. I can't wait to go chat with my co-host and tell him a little bit more about what I learned from our conversation. Thanks, Kaylin. I'll see you guys later. And, and thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you. Now that we've learned about an ecosystem from a person who's building it, I'm going to link back up with Nick to clarify on some jargon and take a deeper dive into this ecosystem. Caitlin, how was your conversation with Amanda? Uh, it was so much fun. We got to talk about uh, a lot of stuff. So I'm excited to like just jump in and tell you about her. Yeah, what were, uh, what were some of your biggest takeaways? One thing that was really cool and that stood out to me. So cybersecurity is like a booming business in Detroit. Mm. Um, and I had, I had no idea. 
And then so another highlight is that Duo is a cybersecurity, you know, platform. And that is what my university used for our like double infer like stuff. So I was like, no way, really? <laughs> it's funny as we go through and talk to the, these like, you know, different people. And the, when that happens of um, like when we talked to someone from Wisconsin and they mentioned uh, Epic and my one of my best friends from college, he works at Epic. Um, and it was, oh my gosh, um, I think it was the Eau Claire, uh, the, the, yeah, but anyway, I totally get the feeling. Um, was there anything you had to look up after? Uh, yeah. So they have a co-working space called Bamboo. Um, I thought it was really cool. I went ahead and just like clicked through their website a little bit. I loved the vibe. So, uh, that was just like a fun one and I'm just missing co-working spaces. Like I just want to go to more. <laughs> Yes, I definitely, definitely feel that. And, um, Caitlin, props to, for featuring someone from Detroit. I think this is the first Detroit person we've had, right? Mm hmm. It sure is. Yeah. So that was like, that was kind of exciting to get to hear about the Detroit area. We haven't really, again, talked about it. I don't think we've covered it much on Mug either. So I'm excited to keep in touch with Amanda and see what other things that come up. And yes, most definitely. Um, was there anything else you wanted to, wanted to touch on? Yeah. So what I really liked to hear about Detroit was that it, was uh, Amanda described it as a big city with a small town soul. And I thought that that was really sweet and very resonating. Essentially, what she was referring to was like the community that if you reach out, people are very welcoming and very happy to help. It just takes that first step of reaching out and you'll really get an understanding of the city. Amazing. Amazing. And I, have, have you ever been to, De uh, to Detroit? No, I've been to Michigan. I've been to Mackinac Island. Uh, and I love Michigan. Have not been to Detroit. Yeah, it um, sounds like the place to be. Um, I'm, I'm a huge Eminem fan or I like was growing up. So like, you know, um, eight mile all the way. Um, oh, yeah. my gosh. Did he wait? Wait, did he perform in Detroit? I no, love right. Eminem. Um, he's I from Detroit. He's from Detroit. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can't call myself a fan then. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. yeah. Most definitely that. And him and Kid Rock. I think Kid Rock's also from Detroit. Oh, no way. Yeah, most definitely. Um, But um, am, am I going to read us out, Caitlin, or was there anything else? Yeah, that's all I have. If you want to go ahead and read us out, that'd be great. Perfect. Uh, thank you for listening to today's episode of the Ecosystem Builder Podcast, which is a product of Mug.News and hosted by myself, Nick Kastner, and my wonderful co-host, Caitlin Clays, who's coming from us uh, from Atlanta. So uh, safe travels, and she's in Atlanta getting all set up. Um, uh, if you have any questions about today's episode, connect with us on Twitter at, at Clays Creates, at Mug News Official, or at Nick Kastner. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. We release episodes every single Wednesday morning, so make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a beat. See you next time.